Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Red Pill Phone Tap. Coming at you from Navigation Studios. Don't worry, everybody. We have not forgotten you. Or abandoned you. Because we never will. Sometimes a man gets on his purpose. And some and the purpose always has to come first, right, Anthony? Oh yeah. That's that's and if you weren't on your purpose, you probably missed us. <laughs> That's what I, you know. What I like that we we uh, we were watching a movie, you and I, before before this podcast was being done. And it's a movie called Captain Fantastic, where this guy makes his kids like these. They live out in the woods. They're killing deer with their bare hands. <laughs> then while they sit around the campfire, he's got the kids studying quantum physics and shit. <laughs> That's what Anthony and I would like to do for you people out there. We're trying to make you the best versions of yourself. Um, and so if if you did miss us, as Anthony said, I uh, I, I hope you were working on yourself. Was you purposing on your purpose? Man, you better be purposing on your purpose. <laughs> you got to be an OG listener to know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just out here purposing on my purpose. Um, Anthony, tell our audience tonight what we are discussing. Oh, man. Tonight, are you alpha? And not just in the sense of alpha-isms, but can you, as a man, be alpha no matter what role you're playing in life? I think that is going to be the long-standing you know, test for you to know that, you know what, even in this moment in time, I'm my most alpha self. Can I be my most alpha self in what existing right now? If I'm still at home with mom and dad, if I'm still um, going to school, if I'm still in a um, writing job, you know, if I'm still still going to class. Oh, shit. What? Sorry about that, guys. All right. Um, if, I, if I'm still not where I want to be financially, 
am I still my most alpha self? And I think if you're focusing on, and I did a, I did a, I did a, my own podcast this week about meditating and how to manifest things that you desire and want and how specifically I have to think about the things I want in order for it to come into my reality, to show itself in my reality. Because no matter how much I may want something, Wesley, um, if I don't concentrate on what exactly it is that I want, then when it when that opportunity actually presents itself, I may not know it. It may look like a stranger to me because I wasn't focused on it. Wow. That's Jesus, dude. That's good advice. So what I was teaching is know it so well that you know all the details of what exactly you want. And people do that a lot when they go for cars, right? Yeah. They do that for houses. They have this vision in mind of what that looks like to them, but they don't want to do it when it comes to some some of the most important things in their life, like relationships. The woman or man that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you you have a society-approved society relationship in your head. You don't have your own. You haven't designed it from what you want, right? You're going off of what someone else is going to approve. And no one has to approve the woman that you or man that you live with for the rest of your life except you. Yeah. So that needs to come from you directly. And that and when you meet that person, you know that's the person. And you don't have to hesitate on the moves you need to make going forward with that person. You know what I want to piggyback on what you just said, though? Uh, because I just I just went through this. I had a major goal that I was just doing in my life and I was getting into a getting into grad school for my MBA. Um, I did a lot of what you're talking about. I sat around and the, uh, the amount of information uh, that I did, you know, trolling the internet uh, for all the information. I now know, I now know what the school's motivations are when they, when they accept you. Uh, why they accept you watched hundreds of hours of videos on how to interview for these places. Um, it, what I do instead of meditating is when I play music in my mind, I create like a music video in my mind mm -hmm. of kind of a music video, but more, more of a montage. Okay. And I picture, you know, this song telling this story and I mean, even down to the, the detail, like you said, of this, the music video concluding with, uh, me being with my daughter on the campus of this college, my wife coming out with a sign to reveal he got in, you know, and I just have this going on in my head. Um, so I, I, I just, you and I did not know that we both do that until <laughs> this very moment. But uh, it, it's kind of like you said, when you uh, and, and I, I went for a reach school for me and a reach school guys is one like <sighs> world you, if, renowned if, known. Oh, no, I'm talking about just with your qualifications, yeah, your GPA, you know, your test scores and shit like that. This school is what they call a reach. 
you're going to be, you know, near the bottom of <laughs> somebody's got to be at the bottom of these yeah. people that are coming in. Right. Yeah. So and, and then what they get is they get the benefit of this higher school for them, you know. So and, and by the way, spoiler alert, guys, everyone gets the same fucking degree. Right. <laughs> so so I, I did get into my reach school, but it was a lot of that, man. It was a lot of like um, a lot of picturing it. And on, if you go to my office at work right now, I always try to write something on a, on the board that's motivational. <clears throat> and going through this process, I just didn't believe I could get into this school that I did get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't believe it. And so I was looking for something to uh, to kind of like, hey, man, stay the course. Come on. <laughs> Don't get all down on yourself, you know. And right before I interviewed for this college, I was scouring the Internet to f- try to find a motivational phrase. And what I ended up putting on the board was something really, really simple. Um, if you guys know the NBA basketball player, Russell Westbrook, he says his whole life, he lives by two words. And I wrote these words on my, on my dry erase board in my office. And those two words are, why not? Why not? Win an NBA title? Why not? Why can't we? Be league MVP? Why not? Why can't I be league MVP? Why not? And, and, and this was, this was kind of my mantra here over the last three weeks where I was like, get in, get into a reach school. Why not? Why not? And it, and it, and what it did for me, Anthony, was it suspended my disbelief just long enough. (laughs) I was just going to say when you, when you have that vision in your head, you, you react different when you're put in the, in the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Of obtaining it because when you, because I, I was explaining this to someone else and I was like, it's almost like deja vu. You know what's going to happen because you've already envisioned it in your head so much yeah. and so many times that now when it comes to doing it, it, you don't have any hesitation. You don't have any doubt. You're just like, you know what? I've, I've seen how this plays out. Let's get it. Let, let, let's get in. Let's do it. Let's figure out, hey, if I don't get it, if it don't play out for me, it wasn't because I wasn't prepared. Oh, man, that is so well said. Because I I kind of cringe a little. and I don't usually say anything. When people kind of get on these trips about, you got to believe in yourself. No matter what, man, you got to believe in yourself. The reason I don't correct them is because they're not wrong, right? But I think people aren't prepared for moments in life where they don't believe in themselves. I'm here to tell you that's going to happen, guys. (laughs) There's going to be moments in life where you don't believe in yourself. So now what do you do? Yeah. And I think Anthony is giving you guys some great advice. Sit around and think about what would happen if you could (laughs) do this shit. Because then when it does happen, you know exactly step one, step 36, step 72. Mm Mm-hmm. You know all this stuff because you've sat around and you've just envisioned it. Now, Anthony, I don't believe in the power of like positive thinking and none of that bullshit because the world, honestly, is a really cold and cruel place, right? But I do believe that you just kind of orated it perfectly, that if you sit around and think about how you would handle success if you were given some opportunities, 
you're allowed to grab that opportunity. You're allowed to grab hold of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're able to grab hold of it because you just sat around and thought about this a lot. And this is what alpha males do. Well, I was about to say, too, like I was saying in that statement, it doesn't look like a stranger to you. Mm. Right? See, yeah, you said it way better than I just did. It doesn't look like a stranger to you. Oh, I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because I played this movie in my fucking head. If if you ever if you ever thought about if I met my dream girl today, what is my opening? D- dude, you just hit the nail on the head again because this is what I always tell guys that are like, maybe I need to take a date, um, uh, a break from dating. No, motherfucker, it, what happens? Like, like if you're a basketball player, we use a basketball in this analogies on this all the time because <laughs> it, it just fits perfectly. Yeah, if you're a basketball player. And you're like, man, I keep I keep wanting to get these NBA teams to draft me. Uh, I, di- I didn't I didn't get drafted in the draft, but I was really good in college, and I want these NBA teams to draft me. And I'm I'm just discouraged because I keep working out to try to to try to get on as like the last man on the roster. You know, NBA is a reach for you. You're really good at basketball, but everyone in the NBA is way better than you. But you might be able to get onto a team. The NBA is a reach for you. Man, I'm, I got so frustrated. I'm just not going to play basketball for a year. <laughs> and and then the Atlanta Hawks call you. Like, oh, shit. No, you're, you're not in game shape. No. Hey, man, we just had a dude get injured. Hey, we liked your workout. Uh, When can you be here? We just want to see. We just want to work you out one more time. You ain't played basketball for a year. Here comes opportunity. You're not ready. I mean, Anthony, that's that's so well said. That's immediately when you said it, I'm like, I think of all the guys that are like, maybe I just need to stop dating for a while. No, um, <laughs> the thing is, um, failing is part of the success, right? Right. And but this is, I mean, to me, some guys don't know this, and to me, and to you and I, it's so obvious, right? Well, how many times have we fell on our face, man? Like, oh man, because. You don't you don't keep trying because you don't want something, right? You know, you, you when you failed, you're like, you know what? I had an opportunity and I didn't I didn't succeed, so you know what? I guess I don't I guess I don't deserve that. Because I didn't get it the first time around, the second time around, the third time around. And there's a story with Thomas Edison that he failed a thousand times before he was able to create the light bulb, right? So if he would have quit, he may not have his name in infamy, right? So you have to realize the girl that you desire may never meet you if you quit, right? Yeah, or worse, you meet we, the girl you dreams. meet her, <laughs> and you not ready, not ready. And you, how many time, how many times do you have the opportunity to go back? Trust me. Me and Wesley have talked about this plenty of times. When she sees you as beta, she will always see you as beta. Yep. No matter how how no matter how much interest she shows in you later, she still remembers you when you introduce yourself as a beta. There is a Bible story about this. You you can never be weak around women. And there's a and you know, the Bible is full of these old stories that you kind of 
if you look at it literally, and I just know this because I've read the Bible cover to cover. Uh, I'm not religious, by the way, but I do respect the wisdom in the Bible. And there's a story to teach men that you never show weakness to women. And it's the story of Samson and And Delilah. Delilah. Yeah. She, because she's a woman, she cannot stop pecking at him to find out, like, what is this dude's weakness? This is, like, the only guy in the entire Bible that is, like, a fucking superhero. <laughs> you know, he's he's got, like, Hulk strength. But the she just can't fucking be happy being with him and being with the strongest dude that's ever walked the planet. Everyone admires him. Everyone fears him. She just can't fucking keep on. She's got a little peck, 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 peck. Like, what is this dude's weakness? What is this dude's weakness? And because Samson loves her, he's like, to, to show you how much I love you, I'm going to tell you what my weakness is because I trust you with this knowledge. God came to me one day and said, if I ever cut my hair, I will lose all this superhuman strength. So, so if you guys aren't familiar with this story, one night Samson goes to sleep and what does the bitch do? Cuts all his fucking hair off. (laughs) Cuts all his hair off. He wakes up. He's lost all of his powers. And now she's like, you ain't nothing. Now that you ain't got your hair, you ain't. What is this? What is the lesson of that story, Anthony? These hoes ain't loyal. Um, (laughs) But the, I mean, the, the, it's very it's very natural for women to try to find your to try to find your weaknesses, and every time they find them, they think they've been cheated. I didn't win the male lottery like I thought I did, and we've got a very specific story later on in this podcast, bro. I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> even if she thought she won, she still don't believe it, and she's still gonna test you, mm-hmm. right? And the thing in that story, what Wesley didn't point out is that he was actually giving her false information at first. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And she got mad because he was breaking free. And, you know, uh, because and my thing is this dude saw that she was against like using, you know, the strength against him and she... What she play, the guilt trip and the fucking shaming. You don't love me because you won't tell me the truth. And he finally gave in to her and he damn near lost his life behind it. Well, he did. They made him a slave. Well, they made him a slave, put him in prison. And over time, his hair grew back and he died in the, you know, aftermath of uh, asking for his strength back one last time. He's like, I want I want he was chained to two pillars and he said man god if you give me my strength back one last time i'll fucking pull these pillars down i'll pull down the whole goddamn (laughs) building around and and and, you know in essence killed himself in the process but it's like why was that story in the bible to tell a cool story no No, no, no. (laughs) because there's wisdom in you have to always be strong around women If, if you show your weakness Game over. Yeah. And, and and there's no, there was no, you know, happy ever after in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? 
There's no Disney ending in this story. And the thing is, if you, as a man, know what your weaknesses are, exposing them to women is your is to your detriment. You know what your weaknesses are. You don't have to expose them to women. Because if you do... Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I was like, wait... He, he, it's like it's about to be. I'm, I'm sorry because if you do expose your weaknesses to women, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happens. Yeah. Hey, uh, Delilah, check it out. If uh, so, hey, Delilah, check it out. So uh, before he can even say anything, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do it, it, man. Don't do it, Anthony. Will you share with our group? Um, what the uh, what the uh, the text? I'm I'm sorry, or the message that you put in that one thread, because that was the basis of this entire. Oh, I podcast. thought we were, I thought we was going with Joe or. Uh... No, 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 no. Well, I can't because we're using my phone. Oh, never mind. But give us the give us the gist though, because you went into this one group talking about being alpha. All right. Um. Really, I w- I wanted to explain to men that submission doesn't come from the woman. Now, she's naturally submissive in the presence of an alpha who controls his environment. He controls this, his physical environment around him and the people around him he physically protects. And he and the people in that circle also entrust him mentally, spiritually for guidance. And if anything goes down within that circle of trust with those people, he shoulders the burden, positive or negative. That gets you submission from women naturally and not because of status, muscles, good looks hypergamy you being an alpha in those moments in those levels gets you submission from your woman this this begs the question if you guys watch kevin samuels this begs the question um does our society has civilization made things so safe that women cannot appreciate that about men first thing you hear from women that are that talk about being single by choice i can pay my own bills right isn't that the first thing you always hear yeah well so your expectation was for me to pay all the bills (laughs) right well yeah uh that that's man the providing shit right If I provide security, right, Wesley, for instance, I come into your home and for whatever reason, let's say I get injured by your neighbor, right? As a as an alpha in your own space, you're going to shoulder responsibility 
for your neighbor, even though you're not your neighbor, right? 100%. And you're just like, hey, this motherfucker's on my property. I'm responsible for anything that goes on on my property. I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for intruders, right? Right. right. <laughs> I'm, when you come into my, my home, I'm responsible for your safety. Yeah, 100. It's how, it's how alphas think. But, but because of that burden... You don't let just anybody on your property. You're not going to be responsible for some rando coming on your property and say, hey, man, I was on your property. You didn't protect me. <laughs> and you're going to be like, motherfucker, you shouldn't have been on my property. <laughs> you I didn't invite you in. So alphas are aware of the people that they allow around them, first of all. So that circle of trust of people that they have around them, they they have an expectation of, hey, when I'm around this guy, things happen. Things play out in a way because not only do I trust that I'll be protected, I can even ask for guidance while I'm around this person because in his realm, he he has the most knowledge. He has the most insight on what's going to happen or what should happen going forward. I'm going to I'm a, if I go in your backyard, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to take over his backyard and be like, I'm more alpha. So I'm a start, you know, adjusting shit in his backyard, moving shit around because I'm more out. No, it's not going to happen. I'm gonna be like, hey, man, what should I do to do this? A, yeah. B and C, because this is his domain. Yeah. So and, that and, and this is, this has to do with us being tribal, right? Hey, you're alpha in your space. I'm alpha in my space. Right. With when we cooperate together, mm-hmm. then we can move forward because that that's all, my only problem with that one show, Naked and Afraid. It's a man and a woman. They're naked. They're put out in the uh, wilderness. Yeah. They have to survive. Humans would never be in that situation. They wouldn't put themselves in an unknown territory, right? Well, I was going to say there would never just be two humans. No. Because no. there would be humans are tribal. Yeah. We learned we're, back we're, when we were, we're living in caves. Together. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're better if we got 10 or 12 of us. But goddamn, if we have 200 of us, we could probably take over the goddamn world back in those days. So uh, that show Walking Dead, Negan's people, the saviors. Right, right. Negan was all about, look, we need people. Mm-hmm. People are our greatest asset. Right. We have more people than everybody. Nobody can push us around, right? And uh, I don't know, man. That's uh, That comes back to how many times I've said on this program, I, I love my wife. She's a great wife. She's a great mother. And sometimes I forget that she's a great wife and a great mother because of me. I make her, I, I put her in her submissive um, I put her in her best, her most cooperative space. You allow her to present her, her, uh, her strengths. Right. Right. Because not having to worry about the protection, the security, the shouldering the load on if something fucked up happened, she can maintain being sh- her. She can maintain being feminine, and that's her strength. She can use her superpowers, 
and not try to use her mediocre powers in another level where that's not her strengths. Yeah, I mean, it's like the NBA. If women if women stay in the WNBA and they're stars, they stay over there, mm-hmm. they can have a great career, can't they? Oh, yeah. But if they step over in, into the men's basketball league, Ouch. they'd lose their job in one day. Yeah. But if they're over here doing in, in their lane what they can do, they can have a fucking 11, 12-year career. <laughs> you know what I mean? When women are trying to be men, and women do this a lot when they don't have alpha males around, be it their father or fiance, boyfriend, husband, whatever. When women start trying to become men, I feel sorry for these ladies because it leads them down a road of of terrible unhappiness, right? Have you ever been around a woman who had masculine energy and you were and you was like, Oh, that's a strong woman? Never. And not even in my blue pill days did I say to myself, she's strong. (laughs) Not even in my blue pill days. It's a turn off. It's an easy, quick turn off. And and one, you try to separate yourself from that energy, that mindset, because it's dangerous. To me, it's very dangerous for a woman to feel like she's untouchable and... She can just walk out here on on the planet as a man and with all this masculine energy until she actually has to confront something that's going to take real masculine um, um, muscles, a real logic, like quick logic to turn around. Because how many women do you think that percentage-wise are prepared to pre- defend themselves in a dark alley? Against another male. Against another male? Zero percent. Unless the male was very undersized. And it it brings up something we've talked about on this program many times before. Unless um, unless the women are lesbian, because uh, the greatest female fighter in the world is lesbian. So she does have masculine traits around her girlfriend. Now, I want to be specific on that. She has masculine traits around her girlfriend. But, and we're talking about Amanda Nunez, if you guys want to look her up. But around men, she's a teddy bear. We're talking about the women in the world that are the best combat fighters on the planet. I mean, 99% of them are super feminine around men. 99% 99% of them. I, I don't see female fighters. These are the most badass women, right, Anthony? Mm-hmm. The ones who can physically defend themselves. That are fighting for a fucking living. I don't see them talking a lot of shit, finger wagging, treating men. Treating men like shit just because they're men. And Amanda Nunes is a lesbian. And she doesn't do that to men. But she's masculine around her girlfriend. These women that fucking know what fighting really is, that know how strong men are. I was about to say they can they can they can equate what it feels like to get hit by a man. So you say that it's dangerous that these women don't know that, and I agree. But yes. I also, but it's also very silly. <laughs> it's also just the thought in your head that you would just be able to take on a man, right? 
it's absolutely silly because I think you put a video in the Discord earlier this week, or somebody did. A man versus seven women. Yeah, I put about nine. It was nine women. Yeah, nine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just this guy wasn't big. Yeah, he was a scrawny dude. Yeah, each woman that came up there, it was just. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, it was that it, he was just dominating them. Big women too. Yeah, big women. He was just he started playing around with them, started uh, taunting them and shit. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was fucking insane. It's like chick number one. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> chick number two. <laughs> chick number three. <laughs> Had, I'm had, sorry. Had one, he had one. He had one on his ankles. I think it was she was biting his ankles or some shit. Yeah, it was it even. Was, they were even doing trying to do dirty shit, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I, at that point, I think he went dirty back and started headbutting them. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Now, am I saying this to insult women? No, no, no. But we have to start talking about reality because all this positive shit. That we keep telling women, and we're going to do a segment on this coming up soon, guys. And I, sometimes you got to give yourself credit. I have coined the phrase that when you tell women they deserve everything, then they cannot appreciate anything. Because anything they get, well, how am I supposed to get that? Right. It's a terrible curse that we put on women that we've we've made them so pedestalized. Pedestalized. I'm talking about yeah. from the moment they're fucking born, man. I was man. I had this conversation uh, in uh, another Discord, and I told him my weakness growing up was this light skin, green eyed, fine, yellow bone black girl, right? And he told me that his his sister has that same description. And I told him, I said, I said, and your sister ain't shit because she's never been told no by anybody in her life. Because of her looks, she's going to get away with everything. Mm -hmm. And she won't she won't be worth a goddamn to nobody because this isn't women's fault. This is the, it's the fault of the fucking simp men that always say yes, just so they can possibly, possibly get a little, a little smell of that vagina. And even as her brother, he says he's never told her no. Anything she's asked, he's always gotten it for. Wow. As her brother, he's in the same mindset. And I told him, I said, well, you, sir, have entrenched her in the ain't shitness of females that exist today. And I know you I know you listen to this podcast, so I'm not mentioning no names. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, you are a fucking uh, uh, antagonist on why women believe. They don't have to do a goddamn thing except want because of their prettiness. Mm-hmm. 
and what what Kevin Samuel called it pretty privilege, one hundred, and no one talks about it because oh yeah because you know because everybody's pretty. No, there's not specific women that are pretty. All women are beautiful. Anthony lies, <laughs> lies. Even women to the, so there is me. Me, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've sh- I've shared it. I know in um, at least the Red Pill uh, Phone Tap Facebook group. Go in there and follow and like if you haven't already. Um, there's this. Uh, YouTube channel called It's Complicated and he he's going around interviewing women um, in Nevada I believe in Las Vegas and he he's asking questions of women and you're starting to you get to see the raw because when, you, when you're around um, women you get to see uh, the responses they make naturally not because they, you know, uh, they don't have to think. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, when you put a woman in front of a mic, she's not thinking. No. If she's not a professional PR person, she's not thinking. All right? You know, she she's into this, oh, you want to talk to me because I'm special. That's her mindset. So when you ask questions of her, especially logical questions, it's like, hey, what do you think about this? And you get her response, you're gonna get the truth. This lady, not knowing anything about anybody, or who, sh- where this channel was gonna go as far as information, he was asking her about, you know, simp's, and uh, what's the difference between being whipped, and what's the difference between being spoiled, right? Like. If she's spoiled, he said, no, my, my, my man ain't spoiled. He whipped. He don't spoil me. He's whipped. He lets me have sugar daddies. What? Yes. And he's, he, it basically broke it down. She, she said she's not going to respect him ever because why? But she respects her sugar daddy more than she respects her boyfriend. I mean, why is this bitch with him? That's a good question. Well, I mean, why does well, a boy know. why does a boy hold a magnifying glass over an ant on the sidewalk, right? Curious. <laughs> yeah, so she loves she absolutely loves torturing this guy. That's that's a bit sadistic. It's a little masochistic on his part, too. Well, why do you cheat if you why do you cheat if you could just leave the relationship, though? No one's holding you hostage. Yeah. But. Because, well, in this case, I can tell you why. I don't feel like it. I do what I want. Well, there's some there's some benefit, right? Yeah. There's some benefit to some level of stability that I can claim I have something. But it's nothing that you want to, like, brag about to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking about how, you know, this this brother of this beautiful girl mm-hmm. just is is unleashing another just female terrorist on society. I have a daughter, and that that's something I desperately don't want to do. 
and talk about, you know, honey, your dad loves you, but you don't deserve shit until you do is going to be the mantra. And, you know, my wife and her mother are on the same. Well, my wife and her mother are the same same person, (laughs) (laughs) but we're on this, but we're on the same program. But, uh, but I think we're on the same program again, going back to what we're talking about. We're on the same program because I create an environment for her to be feminine and submissive. Now, when we say submissive guys, it it's it's a really tricky thing because women what do they say in Star Wars, only Siths deal in absolutes. Well, sorry Obi-Wan, Siths and women deal in absolutes. <laughs> so when you say if you're a man and someone says what are you looking for in a wife? Well, I want a woman who keeps our place clean. So, so what are you saying? The only thing women are good for is to, is to cook and clean. No, I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when, when I say the word submissive, it is such a trigger word for women for some goddamn reason. I mean, when you, I mean, Anthony, you know, my wife, you visit with my wife all the time. Does she seem like some sort of, person that's been captured into a slave situation or some shit no no right i mean when i say submissive it doesn't mean my wife doesn't have a personality it doesn't matter it doesn't mean she doesn't share her thoughts with me it just means that she's the executive officer on my boat that i'm captain of executive officer is number two in charge of the boat you know when she, I, I wish I had it in here. When my wife bought me my wedding ring, she had an envelope in there and said, open this first. Actually, I know exactly where it's at, Anthony. Stay with our audience because I'm going to come back and read that. Because XO and Colonel, that's a good rank, isn't it? They don't just, they don't just give those ranks out, do they, in the world? <laughs> yeah, I think she said something about the general and Colonel, right? Uh yeah, you sh- you sh- you showed that to me before, I believe. So, um, no, that that was that was pretty cool coming from a woman understanding. You know, hey, I know I'm coming into a a hierarchy, and I know I'm falling under your programming. So, that was pretty cool. It was a proclamation in write in writing. Sorry, guys, I'm fumbling with this. But when are we, when are we probably ever going to bring this up on the podcast again? I can't remember what, exactly what she said, so I have the card here. So when she bought me my wedding ring, she says, the card here says, Will you be the general to the colonel of this family for as long as we both shall live? Check yes or no. <laughs> you know what I mean? My yeah. wife is a very smart person. She's probably a way better colonel than any of your colonels out there that are listening. But her strength comes from me providing her an environment where she feels like she can be colonel. Anthony, what what happens what happens out there in the in the ocean when everybody thinks the the captain just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing? 
it, there's a mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> 100. <clears throat> because, every, and women will do this to you too, fellas. There will, they will fucking mutiny your ass. You get comfortable. You get complacent. You're no longer, ch- you're no longer chasing your, your purpose. They will mutiny your ass, won't they? Yeah. Anthony and I were talking about this topic today. And I asked Anthony, had he ever heard of an alpha stay-at-home dad? And he was like, no. And I'm like, I never have either until today. So a friend of mine was telling me about a family member. They went to, uh, they met in high school. And and Anthony and I, we, we had a pretty long discussion on this. So she didn't have a body count of 200 men, right? And why is that important? Because when women sleep with like 200 people, they can no longer emotionally bond to a man using w- with sex. So they were together in high school. They both went to the same college. They both went to the same master's program at Penn uh, Wharton Business College. They start working. They get married. They start working. Well, the wife, she got further than the husband did in her career. She, she was... Uh, vice president of finance or president of finance, I I can't remember, of a big pharmaceutical company. Who knows? Maybe she was better in the workplace than him. Maybe it was the situation she was in. I don't know. But when they went to go have kids, they were like, look, I already make well into six figures, probably in the neighborhood of 250K a year. Instead Instead of doing daycare, how about you stay at home? Now, Anthony... You and I would never recommend somebody doing this, right? No, no. (laughs) But this specific guy was alpha. So he wasn't going to stop being alpha. So while he stayed home and took care of the kids, this motherfucker got his pilot's license in his spare time. Didn't stop there. He bought an aircraft. He started a charity that takes kids from the New England area he flies them for free down to Memphis, Tennessee, so that they can go to a, a, these, these children that can't afford to fly. He flies them down to this children's hospital in Memphis, does it on, on, on his own dime. So he starts this nonprofit. When his kids are old enough to go to school, uh, what was the other? Oh, I'm sorry. When the kids were old enough to go to school, he did consulting on the side. So he was bringing in good cheddar, doing consulting, you know, just kind of a part-time gig so that he's home when the kids get home from school. And now that uh, the kids, one of the kids in high school, one of them's in university, now the motherfucker is going and becoming a firefighter. Now, Anthony, you said the funniest thing ever. (laughs) We're talking about, do you think that this woman is ever going to try to leave this dude? And Anthony was like... She can try to leave him, but there are going to be hungry bitches waiting for her to slip up. Acting like, they were like, I couldn't wait for you to fuck up, bitch. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> you got three type of men and one dude. <laughs> he's a consultant. He's a he's now becoming a firefighter. And he's a fucking pilot. Pilot. And, and then he also. Yeah, then he started his own. <laughs> Get he started f- his own nonprofit. This motherfucker is the bachelor, but he's married. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, if you try to 
If you put this guy on the free fucking market, oh my goodness. We were we were talking about a lot of children have single moms, right? How many single moms, their kids are being flown to Memphis for free? What do you think those single moms are doing all the time? Oh. Throwing this, this guy a vagina. 100. Like you said, there are, Anthony, conservatively, what would you say? 30 women probably like waiting for the wife to slip up. Or just wait, or just waiting for him to look <laughs> like he ain't getting what he needs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and right. As soon as he shows any kind of sign that he ain't getting what he's supposed to have, they, they going to have inquiry, you know, they're going to be like, so, um, how's the wife? How's the kids? You know, you know the bullshit questions that are. You know what these mean? What these questions are? Because they tr- they say, look, if you're not getting it at home, I I know how to handle that. And because you got, I wasn't able to get this without you. My kid wouldn't be able to have the opportunity without you, right? So that's what that's what these women are gonna be gonna be looking at because they don't they man ain't half the man this guy is so that that's that's one of the scary things too because think about this wesley is there or is there ain't a stay-at-home woman that's expected to do anything beyond staying at home no, I mean that's that just sounds like being single and having a child, right? Because if she's a stay-at-home mom, women have this mindset that that's all they have to do. No, right? Not not become a help in the business or making the his his um, day-to-day easier. Um, going forward it's just oh well i'm at home taking care of the kids this is a job this is the oprah winfrey a single mom a a single stay not single a stay-at-home mom is a three-figure uh a six-figure job position no it's not when that when that oprah winfrey uh show came out that fucked up women's mindset big time because they now all of a sudden they supposed to get paid six figures for doing some shit that's supposed to be instinctual right innate innate is this a, a ant doesn't have to read a manual on how to be an ant <laughs> that's very well said man <laughs> it's, it's fucking instinctual what he's supposed to do as an ant a tree, like a, a peach tree, a peach tree don't have to be like, you know what? Sometimes I don't know what to grow. I want. Sometimes I grow apples. Sometimes I grow pecans. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing out here. Damn it, peach tree, you don't know what you're doing. No, peach trees fucking produce peaches, period. It's innate. Just like women, your innate <coughs> nature tells you to nurture to support to to 
to be a helper, right? Right. You wanting to step out in front, that's not your nature. And that's why you're unhappy and And confused and And single. single. I mean, talking about the gentleman that we were just talking about a second ago, one of the other things that I thought was funny that you said was like, women are probably on the sidelines, the women that are waiting for the wife to slip up. Mm -hmm. Women are probably on the sidelines like, motherfucker, I can't even just get a pilot. Right. No. <laughs> this get- motherfucker's a pilot. Mm-hmm. He's a consultant and a firefighter, <laughs> and he runs a nonprofit. I can't even get one of these dudes. Nope. And you got fucking four men in one. Right. <laughs> Bro, even if, I mean, seriously, you can't, you can't overlook that the motherfucker started a nonprofit to fly kids. Because getting a pilot's hard and becoming a pilot's hard enough, isn't it? Wesley, what we have we always said that men are the unselfish ones. Always. We think outside of ourselves when it comes to providing. When a woman is in charge, she is selfishly looking for the benefit of herself mm-hmm. and her kids. Mm-hmm. Not her man. Sometimes not even her own kids, Anthony. Well, the, yeah, if you, get, you you just really got an ain't shit bitch. You know what I'm saying? But for the, for the most part, she's looking out for herself and her children. And I was in a group where someone put a question out about are, are do women, women, um, Pets and children are the only things that are loved unconditionally. Yes. <laughs> See how quick you answer. <laughs> and I was saying, I was saying that um, I would change it up. That women only love their children and pets unconditionally. Yeah. Um, because in my mind, and just from my experience. Women like to women like to believe that they love unconditionally. Well, because they've been told that. We live in a society that celebrates everything they fucking do. But but reality <clears throat> doesn't show that they do because no. 80% of divorces are filed by women. Well, so a, this doesn't show yeah. unconditional loving. What do you think the main reason for that is? Well, well I, think- I mean, we've never really unpacked it. And maybe maybe we should do a segment on it one day in the future. But what would you say the main reason women divorce is? Well, I, know, I know what my answer is. I just want to well, see what yours is. Well, if they file, then they get to um, lay down the narrative. And if they get to lay the narrative down then the man has to be on defense, you know, to disprove the narrative is true. And the judge have will, you know, have to go through the case based on what the narrative <clears throat> was laid. Just like, just like if you know that you wrong somebody in the playground, and whoever gets to go tell first gets to put their narrative out there. Yeah. And now the other person's story have to disprove without flaw that that person's narrative is wrong. And how often is a judge going to look kindly 
on a man's defense <clears throat> without any proof or evidence, right? I was going to go more broadly on that. And I, I was talking more specifically. Now, you're 100% right what you said. I was looking at more broadly, like, why do they leave? You know, you, you're looking at the more specific. I was well, going to I've say, been through this shit, so. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, yeah, this is how it's touched your life, yeah. for sure. I was just going to say that women leave because we're, we don't tell women the truth. We don't tell women the truth about life. If anything, if anything hurts a woman's feelings for even a moment. She don't have to deal we, with it. Yeah, we just don't say it. Um, and I'm going to get to that here in a second because I got another story to share with you. But I really do feel because all women are hearing is super positive shit. And to hear from women, to hear from women, um, to hear from women, you would think the world is telling them nothing but bad shit. They're always talking about how somebody made them feel bad about themselves and that really screwed them up and blah, blah, blah. Dude, I'm walking around in the world. Don't nobody say anything negative to women at all. And to me, the reason women feel like they can leave is because everything we say to women is peaches and fucking cream. So they always have this inflated sense of self. So they always think if they divorce a guy, getting married again will be no problem. Well, they get to uh, sing they sad song. Yeah. And then every simp in the land gets to be like, I, I, after seven, shout out to Alpha Ron, <laughs> yeah. Alpha, Alpha Ron to me with this one. I give you the sun, the moon, the rain, the stars and the mountains. I'll give you the world. And all the things you, I don't know the rest of your voice. <laughs> but those simps. <clears throat> When those sirens start singing, the simps just... Oh, they can't help they, themselves. They plow their boat right into the reef, don't they? Yep. Like, <laughs> They'll dive right in the middle of the fucking ocean to go find that goddamn <laughs> song. And, don't, and and they don't care. They just, like, run to it like it's um like, it's a, what, like the moth to the flame. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's something to be said about this, right? Um, our weaknesses are used against us. Actually, it's our strengths, the strength to provide, to protect, the, the, our natural instinct to do that is used against us. Yeah. And for whatever reason, um, that, that narrative gets to get pushed, pushed out to the side. <clears throat> like, I was just talking to a woman. It's kind of funny. She was, um, I was ready for her to push back on me, you know, and she was like, no, um, I agree with everything you're saying, you know, um, women use men and, you know, to their advantage and, um, men don't get a say so. And it's, it's, you know what, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because, Depending on where that woman is, who that woman is talking to, her opinion could be totally different, Wesley. I've heard the same woman back up everything I say in Red Pill Phone Tap 
and outside of a conversation with me, I see the same woman talk shit. And well, and, and 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 you know that's what this that's what this topic. I mean, uh, this segment is about, right? You provided her a safe space, if you will, because you were an alpha for her to understand the truth. Mm-hmm. You provided her an environment where she could understand the truth. I have a story, <laughs> I, I, and Anthony hasn't heard this story. Our audience, so uh, this will be fun to hear you react to it. So I have a friend, <clears throat> and his in-laws come to town. And uh, the the in-laws coming into town, the, the mother-in-law, she broke up the marriage of my friend's wife. It happened when she was a child. He started messing around with this woman at work. Let's call her Maddie so that we don't get confused. And Maddie and Jeff. Jeff left his wife because he was messing around with Maddie at work. They're both engineers. They're both intelligent people. But Jeff had already had his family, who's my wife's. I'm, I'm sorry, my, uh, my friend's wife. And so they never had kids, Jeff and Maddie, because Jeff had already had two children again daughter being my friend's wife. So they come to visit and my friends have had kids, which would be their grandkids. But every time it comes to town, every time they come to town, they're like, Hey, here's your grandma. Even though it's not their grandma by blood. And she wants to do the thing where she's like, no, no, I'm, I'm not your grandma. You know, it's very flattering. That's very flattering. But, uh, I, I, you don't have to call me grandma to where finally my friend's wife is like, look, dude, you're the grandma. Stop. We, every time you come to town, we can't fucking do this once a year where you have to have a humble off that we insist that you're the grandma. And it's almost like you want to be celebrated for fucking being a homewrecker. You want to be celebrated as grandma. We're allowing you to be grandma, bitch. You can't have this humility thing where, where you get pat on the back for being a fucking homewrecker, bitch. <laughs> but we can't say this because that would hurt Maddie's feelings, right? We can't just be like, look, bitch, we all know you're a homewrecker, okay? <laughs> you broke up a family, bitch. You know you did, okay? And then this happens. So if we could just tell this bitch she's a homewrecker, and again, Maddie's never had children her whole life. And if you have children, this is no insult to people that haven't had kids. But it's like, it'd be like, Anthony, you were in the Navy. You were out on a, on a naval vessel in the middle of the ocean. I can't understand that, right? Because <laughs> I've never done it. You get it. I don't. When you're a parent, you get, and again, we looked up the word innate. It's inborn, natural. You can't understand the innate... <laughs> the innate things that happen inside you once you're a parent and neither can Maddie, Mm -hmm. even though she's being called grandma. Right. So me and my friend, um, the friend's wife is out of town in Austin or something like that. So me and my friend, we, uh, we're going to drop them off with Maddie and Jeff, grandma and grandpa and let them ride bikes. Uh, they travel in an RV and so they stay at an RV park and this is just opportune for the kids to ride their bike, bike around. 
So we go watch playoff football. This was a couple years ago. This bitch, Maddie, is still talking about, <laughs> oh, Wesley and Bob went to go watch playoff football, left us with the kids for six hours. <laughs> but because we can't be, the truthful thing to say would be, oh, okay, Maddie, hmm, I see you trying to be cocky, but here's the thing. Bitch, you're a homewrecker. <laughs> you don't have the innate instincts of like this is my bloodline. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. These kids to you are just some fucking tinier humans. Yeah. That no. and, and for you to be with them for 6 hours, you're like put out. <laughs> right? To Jeff, to Jeff, this is his second lineage. Right. Of sperm. <laughs> he has an innate natural instinct to be like this is my legacy. I get to live forward because these two little things running around. I don't. I don't feel like I'm being put out by watching the, watching their safety for six hours. This is. Uh... But because we can't be honest with Maddie, and be like, okay, bitch, this is some homewrecker shit, so you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so you think we were in the wrong because we went and watched playoff football for six hours. Maddie, you wrecked an entire family, and now you don't have the innate instincts. And so you pointing out that it's six hours only proves it, <laughs> right? <laughs> if <clears throat> And let me tell you, Jeff does not provide an environment for Maddie to be masculine and, I'm sorry, feminine and submissive. She's masculine. She's overbearing. And she completely de-energizes everybody she's in the room with. Just so you know. Wow. She is just, yeah. And everyone in the room probably looks at Jeff and goes, hey, Jeff, I know you're old, Grandpa. Can you fucking get a leash on this fucking bitch? <laughs> Seriously. I'm this bitch you, is man, out of pocket all day, every day. The older simps. Oh, it's sad, isn't it? Are the, some of the worst ones, man, because... They are the generation where Kevin Samuel had put this in my head. I I didn't understand it until he he categorized them. That is the generation that they are the silent generation. Yes, they don't speak upon any negative nuances that exist in the character flaws of the person that they decide to be with, and so okay. when. Things went wrong in that relationship. No one ever said anything out loud about it. They just kept it quiet. And even though the children saw it, the parents never recognized it verbally and talked about it. It was the silent generation. And so you had. I see. That makes sense to me. You now you as a kid are are either influenced mm. by this and what do kids do? They either repeat what the parent did or they go in the opposite direction, right? So you're either going to continue the cycle or you're going to be like, you know what? That affected me so much, I don't want to be anything like them. Yep. Right? So you'll go in the one eighty direction. And try to break this fucking cycle of of uh, issues, but you gotta. It don't stop there, especially if you have kids. You now you gotta tell your kids, hey, 
this happened. So if you see yourself going in this direction, understand this is a history in the family. Oh, man. And you saying that, it makes a lot of sense because those specific people, they had a home record try to come into their marriage. And my friend was caught. But the wife was like, but we're not getting divorced. I went through this. I was a child having to observe this. So I'm, like you said, going in the opposite direction of the parents. Mm-hmm. We're staying together for the kids. And, and you know, they have a happy marriage. They're, they're not miserable people. But this woman is still very, very pained by that had a home record come through. You know, as, you, as we were talking about earlier, there are bitches waiting, ladies, for your boyfriend, husband. They're waiting for you to slip up. So they can come in and take them. So you have to, I mean, it's kind of like your job at work, right? You can kind of have some off days, but it better not be every day. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, being a, being a wife or a girlfriend, and especially being a mom, it's a job, homie. <laughs> it ain't a six-figure job like Oprah said, <laughs> but it's a job. And if you get caught slipping, these bitches on the streets will take your dude guaranteed and and unfortunately for women boy i feel like i have been very kind to women on these last few episodes we put out but unfortunately for women the deck is stacked against you because as your man gets older he gets more attractive and you Mm -hmm. get less attractive Mm -hmm. that's a that's a terrible thing and but if we don't tell women this anthony if we don't tell women this, they're destined to just keep repeating well, you know this what? dumb behavior. No one tells a woman that her job gets harder the older she gets. Her position as a wife and 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 um um a mother a mother a mother's job gets easier as a child gets older, but her position as a wife gets harder as she gets older. Dude it's just so crazy how in sync you are, you and I are tonight. Um, there was a recent porn that I watched. Everybody stay with me. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get graphic. But there was a porn that I watched. And porn is for what, Anthony? It's men's fantasies mainly. Because yes. it's mainly men that are yes. watching porn, right? Yes. In this porn clip, this this gentleman was sitting down with his wife and and again stay with me everybody this is this lets you inside the mind of a man's fantasy he goes to his wife and he says man i love you you're irreplaceable you're an amazing wife you're an amazing mother you're, i mean I, I i could never replace you but i because i love you i'm going to be honest with you For the last few years, I've been thinking about sleeping with younger women. And it's I can't shake it. No matter how much I love you, I can't shake it. Maybe you and I should just take a little bit of a break. And the wife and the wife goes, Honey, if you'll just put off this decision until tomorrow night, I know how I can fix this. Just when you come home from work, we're going to talk one more time about this. Let's just enjoy the rest of our night. When you come home from work tomorrow, you can make the decision then. Because I think I know how to fix this. Come home. 
looking for his wife. We're upstairs, honey. Goes upstairs. She has a little young blonde handcuffed and blindfolded ready for him. And she's like, and, and she even, dude, this porn clip was so good because it acts out this fantasy of like, honey, she even tells, he's just like, what, what? And she goes, honey, I'm, I promise you, this is not a test. This is for you. Now, it's only a porn clip, everyone. But doesn't that let you inside the mind of like, this is what men fantasize about? Yeah. Men don't fantasize about divorcing their wife. No. They just want them to fucking get on board with the shit they want. Mm. That that particular clip, millions and millions of views. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not making that up. And, you know, and of course they go into what porn does. You know, he fucks the chick. But his wife just sits there and watches and is turned on. She doesn't sit there and cross her arms and shame. She's like, hey, let me let me see what's going on there. Oh, that wow, that's amazing. You know, allows herself to get turned on. You know, this is that again, man, that porn clip had millions and millions of views because this is what men want, to your point, Anthony. They're not trying to make their fucking wife miserable. But they have, and we keep coming back to the special word of the show, they have this innate thing where they're like, dude, my body wants to sleep with younger women. What? I mean, that was a great porn clip because it's just like most of that porn clip was about the acting (laughs) of the wife. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know how to fix this. I'm going to be so selfless and such a good wife to you. I appreciate that you love me. I appreciate you said I'm irreplaceable. I'm going to fucking blindfold and handcuff a bitch for you. Now, she wasn't kidnapped or anything. She was a very, very willing participant. But I think what it represented was the um, the wife was in charge. Does that make sense? She was in charge of the girl. So the girl wasn't like above her. He just wanted to fuck a younger chick. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want I want to uh, shout out a listener to the show, um, Sarah. And you, 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 I think you remember seeing her. I'm so glad you brought her up. So she, glad you brought her up. She was in. Uh, we we were talking in another uh, disco or chat room, and she brought up a scenario with her and her husband. Her husband showed her a YouTube clip where. He walks in and home. He walks home. The wife is there and the daughter is there um, to greet him home. And she says, hey, let me um, let me take your coat and your briefcase. And here's your beer. Then the daughter says, dad, I have your slippers ready. I've done my homework. And here's the remote. And her husband showed her this clip. So the next day, he comes home. And she's like, hello, master. I have your beer ready. Uh, What would you like to watch on TV tonight? And he was flabbergasted. He didn't know how to respond. 
Ah, the very beginning of this podcast. Yeah. He had never sat down and envisioned this for himself, had he? Right. So this was a stranger to him. Yes. He didn't know how how to deal with this. And she was asking, because in this particular chat room, it was all men. She was the only woman in there. And she was like, guys, what, you know, what is your response to this? And I was like, he, first of all, I don't give a fuck if he what, because he said he didn't want the beer. I don't care if you didn't want the beer or not. I don't get Wesley's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I was fuck. like, I was we like, finally fucking get women to voluntarily act right. And you and these dumb motherfuckers. Can't, God damn it. I, uh, God, that makes me fucking pissed off. And I text her. Fuck. I I uh I messaged her because um I wanted her to get I want I wanted her to get my opinion like hey he doesn't understand how great of a wife you want to be for him so he should have drank that fucking beer first of all and uh and she was like I know right and and what it and, is and what he should have done if he doesn't want the beer. He was like, he should appreciate it. Honey, it was a long day. I don't feel like drinking. Iced tea will be fine. Thank you. Anything else. Anything else. But you may, and I told her, in my opinion, when she did the master shit, that immediately threw me into that I Dream with Jeannie. Remember she used to call him master? That sexy, sexy bitch. (laughs) Yes. Remember she would bring him into the uh, Hello, master. Hello, master. And that was the thing for me. That that brought it right to me. And I was like, bruh, how did you... How You got a wife who's willing to play out what you desire, yet you can't even accept it when she's willing. God damn it, dude. And it's so weird how I bet in his mind, I bet he thought like he was doing something like... Remember how you and I talked about when we were dating, when we didn't know shit about dating, and we wanted to be the guys that were different? Yeah. You think? Hey, I'm not just trying to take you out to get vagina. I'm different. Right, right, right. Hey, you know, like he wanted to like be like a character in a movie that that showed her respect in it, and it won her heart or some bullshit. I'm different. God damn it. We find, dude, I, I don't know if I've ever been more mad on this show. Than I am right now. We finally get a woman. And Sarah is an interesting character, too, because she calmly watches our show because she's deliberately trying to learn what men want. Mm -hmm. I mean, here we are. Here's a woman that's doing the right things. I mean, some of the shows that she's watched, I... I wouldn't have been uh, put off by her had she been insulted. Some of the shows she's watched, we were going in pretty hard. Yeah. And she still sat there very feminine-like and just took it all in. She's deliberately trying to be a student to this game. God, that is discouraging. God damn it, man. She's a wife. Fuck. She's a think. Think about this, lady. She's a wife and willing to to hear and listen to other men's opinion 
that could possibly help her in her own marriage. And from my understanding, she's not in a troubled marriage. So, But she's just trying to, like, cement her like success she, in this marriage. Yeah, she's trying to be the greatest wife to her husband as possible. And it's like, damn it, man. It yeah. goes back to what we're, what this whole segment's about. He's not providing an environment for her to be like, here you go. This is your daily life now. Master. I he, would, and, and what, it, you, what it probably is, we talked about this earlier, he probably just doesn't think he deserves it, right? Right. He, he's a, he's older than us. And uh, so there's a, there's a, a generation lag, I think. With these older guys who still believe in the Disney shit. And for her to come to that level. To immediately switch it around for him. Because she was like, you showed me this for a reason. Now that I come around to what you showed me. Now you can't accept it. So now she's confused. I want to give you an example of this. Um Without going into a lot of detail, I don't. I don't want to do this to my wife, but um, my wife and her father don't have a great relationship. Okay, and again, I won't go into the details of why, but they don't have a great relationship. Pretty bad, actually. You know, at least from my wife's side. Maybe not so much from her dad to my wife, but from my wife to to the dad. She's not a huge fan of this dude. She lost uh, some respect down the line, so. right? Yeah, okay. Well, hold on. No, it's just a lot of dislike. Okay. Because she never lost respect. Okay. When her father takes naps during the day, he's an older gentleman. He takes naps during the day, but when he comes downstairs, my wife is the oldest child in the family, and my wife takes it as her responsibility to be like, hey, dad just came down. Because the expectation when her father comes downstairs is... It's it's a it's an easy expectation. He just wants to be greeted by everyone. When he comes down from his nap, hey, dad just came down. And so everyone gets up off the couch. They stop what they're doing and they go greet her dad. Now, did my wife just make this up? No, no, <laughs> no. She learned this from some from somebody in her family, probably your mother. You know, that's why I thought it was critical when you were talking about the YouTube clip. That the daughter was also engaged when dad came home. Yeah. It's a dangerous, unfair, cruel world out there for men. Nobody protects our feelings, do they? No. What was big is this, though, Wesley. I'll say this. We talked about this earlier. You, You as a man have to put the environment that welcomes that response. Because how many times... You see homes that are disjointed, and everybody's out in their own little private corners in the house. And if someone, if that's the expectation, so if one person don't do it, then the other person is like, "Well, well, I gotta do it." That person's not doing it, right? right? But when you get it in a collective thing, it's like, "Hey, everybody's gonna do this." The similarly, the the friend that I was talking about earlier, you know which friend I was talking about earlier. Every time someone arrives at their house, the mother goes and grabs the kids. They might be disjointed in the house. She goes and grabs them. Anthony just arrived. I, what you do is you go greet this motherfucker. It's just, 
it sounds silly to some people, right? It sounds silly. But these are the kind of things that grease the wheels of society. This is how we can have, like, happy lives. Um, you know, even though the relationship of my wife and her, and, and her father is not good, she's like, we fucking live in a civilization. We have to greet dad when he comes down. I was going to say earlier, it's a cold, cruel world for men. Nobody protects our feelings, does it? No. Never. No one ever protects our feelings, yet we still go out and do for our families, right? And just a simple little piece of respect of going to greet dad when he comes home. Thank you, dad. Thank you. You went out in the world and dealt with all these terrible, terrible fucking hoes (laughs) that are trying to pull you down, drag you down. I mean... Thank you, Dad, for doing that for us. I, just, just I mean, just greeting them when they come home is a huge thank you to us, isn't it? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I had this conversation. I want to say about a month ago, and I uh, it was a little bit, you know, tongue in cheek. But I was, I was telling her. I say, you, if you, if you would greet your man one day, just, just greet. Do this for him, and see. And if you see if you don't up- uplift this motherfucker's spirits by doing this for him, he come home and you you say, listen, I know it's hard out there for you. I know it's a lot of bitches that want to give you head and spread their legs and you have to say no. So you just come home to me and stay faithful. I know that's hard. I want to congratulate you. For denying all the temptation that comes your way and you stay coming home to me every night. What do you want from me? You can have me any way you want. Like you you give that to your man without him asking for you to do this. You give that to him. That's how you keep your man faithful to you. Cause how many times he hears he hears that? Thank you. For the nineties, bitches. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, how? I mean, let's go. Let's go deep into this for a second. How often does a man hear "thank you" for anything? Well, not 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 often. So you go you go in on a thank you like that? Shit. You, <laughs> I mean, you you just now now the next time he's approached. Now the next time this, this motherfucker's approached is like he hear those words. He, he hears hear. those words, right? Yeah, one hundred. Shit, man. But 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 that's asking a lot for a woman, Wesley. Yeah, because they again going back to what I said earlier, they think because they does they deserve everything. They can't appreciate anything, especially a man. That provides them this entire world. I mean, Kevin Samuels is the one that really communicates this well. Mm. Okay. This whole society is run by men. All of it. No, 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 no. I I make my own success. Really? How'd you get there? In a car. Engineered by men. (laughs) Built by men. 
Well, yeah, but I made money and I bought the car. Yeah, but someone's got to fucking produce it. You can't snap your fingers with. You can't have a hundred grand in your hands and snap your fingers and have a car. Men have got to do this. Men provide you this society. Anthony, I think it's powerful. So fucking powerful that you you can just fucking greet your man at the door with a fucking beer because this is your man. This isn't just a man in the world that's providing the, providing everything for you. This is your man who specifically has an interest in your life. Greeting him at the door and saying thank you. Mm. It's it's amazing that that's all we fucking require from these bitches. That was a mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I feel like I need the pastor towel. Yeah, let me, get, <laughs> let me dry you up a little bit. Over here. <laughs> you got to create environments, fellas. And sometimes, sometimes you have to believe in yourself when no one else does. Because, like Russell Westbrook said. Why not? Why not? Two powerful words that got me through a week of trying to get into my reach school. Every time I was like, man, I didn't hear back from him today. I would look up at that fucking grease board. Wesley, why not? But you have to create an environment, fellas. Anthony, how can they find us on Facebook? on the interwebs by typing your little fingers on your keyboard and you just go into red peel phone tab that is you're gonna find us on gmail with that you're gonna find us on facebook you're gonna find us on instagram apple podcast google podcast iHeartRadio. we are everywhere just look us up baby all right, everybody. We have uh, we've got more work to do in the lab tonight, but uh, we will be dropping a lot more episodes for you guys here in the next few weeks. Thanks for being patient with the Red Pill Phone Tap. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.